We all know the rate of injuries and fatalities on Toronto's streets has deteriorated in 2019, much worse. And with back to school right around the corner, we could all use a good reminder to take more accountability for the role we play on the streets. Joining us now to talk road safety, finally, Donna Ince, we need you. Senior Vice President of Personal and Commercial Insurance at RSA Canada. Welcome to What She Said. Oh, thank you very much this for having me join you today. Yeah, this couldn't have been a more opportune time because according to a recent Truce-TO survey, 51% of cyclists, 20% of drivers, and 19% of pedestrians still feel unsafe on the streets of the GTA. So talk to us about some of the current street safety issues impacting Torontonians. You know, unfortunately, road safety in the GTA is is at an all-time low, and we we absolutely saw that in 2018. Uh, It was the worst year on record in terms of the number of injuries and fatalities we had on the streets in the GTA. Uh, 42 pedestrians and five cyclists were actually killed or seriously injured in a collision. And in, uh, from a perspective of the drivers, 13 drivers were either killed or seriously injured in collisions where there was aggressive or distracted driving. So, you know, it, it's, it's amazing that that happened in 2018 when you consider that the City of Toronto put together you know, or kicked off a comprehensive plan, plan on Vision Zero uh, in 2017. So, you know, I, I think, you know, absolutely... Uh, Absolutely required, definitely needed, but um, again, seems ironic that you know uh, that that 2018 was such a bad year. So uh, John Tory, as 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 you would know, unveiled uh, a, a revision to that uh, that first plan called Vision Zero 2.0. Uh, put that in place in March of this year, and really in response to there was a number of collisions that involved uh, children, um, and I and I think you know we well recognize that something else had to be done. So there's a number of initiatives underway. Lowering the speed limits, uh, creating more mid-block crosswalks, um, installing more red light cameras, uh, changes to road signs, etc., um, and road design. Really, really important. And I think given all those safety challenges that we're facing here and now, um, the start of the school year is a really great time to remind everyone to take more accountability for their role and how they, and how they play uh, on the streets because kids are going back to school. The roads are going to get busier for sure with vehicles as well as uh, the kids riding their bikes to school. And, and again, children just walking to school. And, and uh, we, we know that the safety zones sometimes in, that are in the school zones are, are really not as effective as they need to be. There's been, you know, there's all kinds of dangerous driving we see around school zones, whether it's speeding or texting while they're driving or not obeying, you know, the traffic signs. Or just signs. parking. And, or just and, parking and, on the side kids, of the roads and blocking, yeah, kids blocking are getting, the thoroughfare. Yeah, it, so it it's really amazing things like the unsafe parking, as you said, the, the children drop off. Um, that poses all kinds of, of problems when kids are running through the parking lots to get to school um, or, or running across the road. Like We just need to take a breath and, and spend more time and thinking when we're in those school zones. Um, I, I should mention that in the last few years, I have noticed that the level of patience or road rage, people are angry first thing in the morning. They honk if you don't go from zero to 60 at a green light. And meanwhile, you've got a pedestrian that hasn't quite finished crossing the street. Is that a factor? 
Oh, for sure. Road rage, we know, is an escalating problem. We we saw that in our survey, just the perception people are having. So maybe they haven't been in, engaged themselves in in, a, in an incident, but people are seeing it. We we see it all the time. I'm sure you you've seen it in the last week, where someone gets out of their vehicle and knocks on the window of the vehicle in front. Um, it, it's frightening, um, and so we know it's intensifying. We 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 hear about the incidences uh, in the media. I I, I do think um, some of that factor is people are rushing. Uh, people are not giving themselves enough time to get from point A to point B, and we know that it is taking more time for us to get through the city. Um, we know our neighborhoods and our, and our downtown areas are getting more densified, and that just means more people. And, and unfortunately, that means people's uh, levels of frustration and their emotions boil over. So there, there's absolutely something to be said that we need to, you know, turn down the volume on on that kind of behavior because there are there is a behavior element to it for sure. Um, absolutely, there's there's lots of improvements we need to make from an infrastructure perspective. That's pretty critical, and I know that's really a focus for uh, for the city, um, for John Tory in particular. But we all know that takes time, it takes money, um, it takes collaboration. Well, tell us um, tell us but, about how you are collaborating. Tell us a little bit about the Truce To initiative because it's as I understand it, aiming to bring more harmony to the city streets. Yeah, so what we, we, we believe that there is um, a lost opportunity, and, and I would say a big opportunity if we don't start focusing on behavioral change. So as I said, infrastructure improvement is absolutely needed, but it, it's, it's going to take time and money. We launched TruthTO campaign last year really to encourage road safety education and start that conversation around empathy. So again, very, very much behavioral based. And so through the campaign, we've asked people to make a personal commitment to change, take accountability. I mean, that's a really important word uh, for their own actions and in particular, being open to education and retraining. You know, this notion of, of empathy is, is sorely missing from the current equation, um, particularly when the road rage is, is involved. Um, and we think that, that, that this theme of behavioral change really aligns nicely with what the city is doing around the road design change, but also greater policing around uh, distracted, you know, the, the distracted driving. So if you go to trucesto.com, you can test mm -hmm. your road safety knowledge and, and uh, take a pledge or you learn some things there? Yeah, so the, um, the, the website that we have is a, the Truth TO. There's um, a number of, um, uh, of, of items on, on the, the website, so there's some material so we, you can refresh your knowledge around the rules of the road. Uh, you can take a test or a quiz. Um, we also have a, you know, the, um, the uh, results of our survey that we did. We did a fairly significant survey of about 1,300 individuals asking them questions about how they feel their perceptions of their own safety on the road when they're participating as either a cyclist or a pedestrian or even a driver. Um, there's also a, a number of um, podcasts called Street Peace where you can hear more about uh, street safety, empathy, as well as education. And we, uh, those podcasts have a number of different individuals. Uh, we have a council uh, woman that was on there, also uh, some people that are actively involved in the advocacy for, for cyclists and, uh, and for walkers in the city. So we, you know, we would also encourage people to, you know, one thing you can also access is 
is the Division Zero plan and the Division Zero 2.0 plan um, to improve road safety. So we have there's a quite a bit of material on there that people can refresh um, uh, their their education around road safety. And I, you know, I would say, you know, I, I I got my license when I was 17, and that was quite a long time ago. Um, I haven't taken trainer retraining uh, testing before or uh, or since. Um, and there's a lot of new signals and and certainly a lot of new signs and um, I think you know it's important that everybody's up to speed on all those signals, whether it's hand signals from a cyclist or from uh, uh, or on the road. We really need to continually educate ourselves around uh, around those those signs. So you can absolutely go to TruthTO to do that as well. Uh, do you think this can solve the problem? I I think it's um I think it's a conversation that we need to mm-hmm. we need to have we need to highlight it. It's not going to work on its own. As I said, um, I think to be to to be frank, I think the infrastructure improvements are the key to improving road safety. I think that it's a nice. Um, uh, it's a nice partnership, or it's it's a uh, it plays very well. The behavioral changes around empathy, education, uh, with the the uh, infrastructure improvement. Can you but give us I one said, example uh, of an infrastructure improvement that the one that you think would do be most effective? Well, I think uh, certainly one of the ones around uh, the school zones. So making sure that uh, the school zones are. Uh, the speed zones are appropriate uh, to make sure that I think speed bumps are really important. Certainly in, in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. um, we had, uh, uh, unfortunately, a young girl was, uh, was killed uh, at a, a one of our crossings. You live and, in Leaside. Uh, that was in Leaside. Yeah. And um, uh, we, uh, there, was some, there was some discussion about speed bumps, uh, but they actually changed how you turn on, uh, on, on the intersection that she, she, uh, she was killed in, uh, where you have to stop now before you could turn on a red. So there's, there's all these different approaches, I think, um, really do go a long way to, um, to help keep people safe, particularly, particularly children. So I do, I do think uh, things around the speed is really important. Um, and I know, you know there's some people that don't, don't really like the, the red camera um, uh, approach, um, but I do think that there's a role to play um, there, particularly in intersections where, where we have a lot, of, um, right. a lot of traffic accidents. Right. Uh, it does cause people to slow down, and yeah. I think that's really important. So Donna, where can people go to learn more? So where they can go is to www.truthto.com, and okay. they can they can access uh, all the uh, all the material that I reference. Um, and uh, I think it I think it would be a great um, spot for people to again to get some reeducation around uh, road safety and uh, and make that personal pledge. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you very much. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favourite podcast app. Hi, I'm Steve Yurko. And I'm Tara Sands. Now available from Maji Media is our new podcast, Four Kids Flashback. 
4Kids is the company who brought you the English dub of Pokemon in the late 90s and so many other shows like Yu-Gi-Oh!, Shaman King, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Kirby, the infamous One Piece dub, and so many more. We'll be talking to the people who worked at 4Kids. Actors, directors, writers, editors, producers, engineers, you get the point. And hopefully get the answers to questions both you and I have about the company. I actually worked there as a voice actor on some of the shows. And I was a kid watching the shows and remember way more than Tara does. And thank God for that. Steve is actually a professional storyboard artist, which gives some really unique insights into anime and animation. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. That's the number four kids flashback. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.